Greg and Josh are not paid critics. They are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They are just two nerds that love to talk about internet shows. However, they're still going to tell you about what they think. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of All Queued Up. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of All Cued Up. Josh gave me just the weirdest intro to restart recording, and it threw me off really bad, uh, which I'm sure is a delight to him. Uh, holy... Absolutely. Absolutely. Holy crap, was not expecting that. Um, oh, Josh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, hey guys. What about, what about when you have it? What? I don't have a drippy taint. <laughs> okay. I mean, I have swamp so, ass from time to time, but not a drippy taint. Oh, you've never been sweating that hard, then? Okay. I don't. Well, I mean, it's there's not a whole lot of room to drip. <laughs> it's a moist taint. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the All welcome right. to the podcast, guys. Uh, if you're new, hi. <laughs> welcome to that. Uh, but, if you're still here after that, thanks. <laughs> what Josh and I do here is we talk about two shows in their entirety on an internet streaming platform. Uh, Amazon Prime, Hulu, Netflix, what have you. We give our thoughts and opinions and then a grade at the end. Um, I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Josh Fisher. <laughs> What's up? That's me. Um, uh, just as a fair warning, we do talk a little bit about spoilers. Not too much, though, uh, but we do also... Uh, Try to warn you that if there's themes in the show or ideas that maybe don't aren't kosher with you, feel free to not listen. But we still love you and want you here. Um. So yeah, we're gonna today we're gonna talk about uh, uh, Good Omens on Amazon Prime and uh, season three of Black Mirror. Which season five? Season five. I keep saying three in my head because there's only three episodes. Um. You know, actually, it was supposed to be uh, longer than that. But originally, Bandersnatch was going to be uh, part of season five, but because it was like five and a half hours of overall footage cut together in that Choose Your Own Adventure, they had filmed the one with Anthony Mackie first, then Bandersnatch, and then the other two, and then it's like, yeah, let's, they kind of put Bandersnatch as its own thing. All right, well, we'll get to that after we talk about Good Omens. So we're going to start with Good Omens. Uh, but real quick, before we do that, um, if you guys are interested, if you like the show that much and you want to support us beyond just listening or sharing, uh, we have a merch store. Um, we always have a merch store. You guys, buy our shit. Put our faces on. I don't know why it's taking you this long to do it already. Come on. I mean, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I mean, you you can you can purchase all queued up merchandise if you wish to help support us. That would be great, and that's at uh, our Redbubble store. The link will be in the description of the show. But that's at www.redbubble.com/people/all-queued-up-shop. Uh, link will be below in the description. There you go. But we got all kinds of cool stuff. You know, both men's and women's style clothing. Uh, you know, uh, phone skins, laptop skins, stickers, uh, cases, tote bags, towels, all kinds of cool various items. You know, there's like 57 different things that we have our logo and uh, just our design on. So, yeah, check it out. And if you really are feeling generous and want to support the show even more directly... You can always inquire about how to become a patron of the show because that is something we're wanting to get going. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that being said, uh, we we really appreciate you guys listening and sharing the show. Outside of anything else, uh, getting more ears on the show is even a bigger thing to us than just buying our crap. Man. Yeah, we had a we had a big spike this weekend actually. That's awesome. On uh, actually earlier this week on Tuesday we had a ginormous spike, so that was pretty cool. Why do Why did the off show get more attention? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, but it seemed to get more attention than the regular podcast. I mean, 
it was just, you know, it was just an anomaly. I don't know, man. It was just a really big spot for Tuesday. I'm happy for it. It's great. Uh, anyway, let's get to good omens. Um, uh, Josh, if you would like to give the nice people a quick synopsis. Sure. Uh, well, Good Omens is originally based on a novel that was written back in 1990 by genius writers Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. Um, there was a planned sequel, but unfortunately Pratchett passed away a few years ago and it was never finished. But some elements of that planned sequel were used as additional plot structure in this series. But what it is, uh, it follows the demon Crowley played by the wonderful David Tennant, and the angel Aziraphale, played by the hilarious Michael Sheen, and they have been accustomed to life on Earth because they've both been around since the dawn of creation. And they get word that the Antichrist has been delivered on Earth, and they are trying to prevent the coming of the Antichrist, and with it, Armageddon. Which which is basically the final battle between heaven and hell. And they're just trying to stop it all. And let me tell you, this is six episodes. They're an hour each. And some of the most fun six hours you could probably have with your life. We, I, this is going to sound a bit of hyperbole. We have watched a lot of shows on this podcast already. I have watched a lot of stuff in life in general. This is by far my favorite thing I've watched on this podcast. Um, it's definitely in my top five. It's it's very 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 good. It's so well structured. It's so well paced. Uh, the 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 story itself is intensely fun. Um, when you watch certain things that kind of take the piss uh, on religion, it's very much fuck Christianity, fuck religions in that in that in that fashion. So, like, like, let's take, uh, for example, Dogma or um, uh, the show Preacher. It's very much religion stupid is the kind of underlining theme. This show goes, not necessarily. We're, we're, we're taking the piss, but not in the way that's, like, kind of shitting on anyone's belief structure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It seems a lot more positive in that regard. It's just taking these things that everyone knows and kind of having fun with them. Yeah. Yeah, it's not necessarily satirizing it so much as as more just saying, look, it doesn't have to be this way. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but other than that, like, the chemistry between Michael Sheen and David Tennant is... I, I, I could I could watch them just have a conversation and it'd be fucking enthralling. I guarantee. They work so well together. It's peanut butter and jelly, man. It was really really good, and I love Tenet in anything. You know? They're both fantastic actors, like unbelievably good actors. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just for like the for the sake of this. I don't. I don't know whose genius idea it was to cast them as these characters, but kudos. It's absolutely a stellar job in casting, and you know the rest of the cast too. I mean, while you don't get a lot of recognizable names, at least for us here as Americans, you know, I know they used a lot of British actors, and you know, yeah. I've seen a lot of people. Uh, a lot of Brit- they're going to be. They're going to be more easily recognizable in Britain compared to America, of course, because this was a co-production between Amazon Prime and BBC. I thought it was Sky. But, uh, no. It was it BBC? No. Okay. Yeah. I, uh... But, uh... Yeah, there was a couple actors, like the old man in the village, who kept having to deal with, like, them coming through to get to the airport, or... I think it was airport. Um... That that guy, I've seen him in a lot of stuff, and he's very fucking funny. <laughs> oh yeah, I yeah, I don't know, man. Like I I could watch this again. I'm trying to get my folks to watch it, and and I, I cannot recommend it enough. Honestly, like, I mean, you kind of see where our grades are going to go because holy shit, this show is outstanding. Um, one of my well, th- this 
I was going to say this past weekend, it was uh, where I was for the weekend. Uh, I was on a trip. I was out of town. And a lot of the people at the gatherings that I was at, there were multiple people bringing it up in conversations saying, yeah, I've been checking this out. It's really good. They're really enjoying it. I didn't hear one person that had watched part of it or all of it already say anything bad about it. I don't know how you could. Uh, apparently, uh, according to Twitter, which I find fascinating, I want to read the book, by the way, now that now that I, like, actually, I don't... Oh, yeah, I've never read the novel, <clears throat> but I have several friends that have, and they said there's just a couple of liberties they took, but for the most part, it's almost word for word, the novel. Yeah. Like, that whole moment <clears throat> where um, uh, Zerophail is, is dealing with... Um, uh, Michael, is it Michael McCain? Is that his name? Michael McKean? Michael McKean. Michael McKean. Michael McKean, yeah. Uh, where he's in his shop. Who's also a wonderful actor, by the yes. way. He's in his shop and he's, and he's trying to like, he sees, he's, he sees him as a, as a demon or a witch or something to that effect. And he pushes <clears throat> him back towards that circle and he stands and he goes, oh fuck. Apparently like yeah. that they, that's in the fucking book exactly in that fashion. <laughs> nice. Uh, somebody like there was there was a girl that on Twitter just kept like taking snapshots of dialogue that's in the book, and then sh- and then like t- having a, a picture of that scene, and I was like, holy shit, it's identical. Like I I was really impressed by that. Like when, when that's what's crazy to me, Josh, is that nine times out of ten, if you do an exact translation, uh, an ex- it doesn't it doesn't land right. nine times out of ten. This is an anomaly. <laughs> well, I think I think the main reason it worked so well is Neil Gaiman also helped work on the series. And since he was the co-creator of this and probably knows it better than anyone else living on the planet, um, you know, it benefited greatly from his input. Yeah. I mean, you could argue the same thing about... Uh... There's there's other there's other works that you could argue the same thing about that don't work. What I think the difference here is, however, Neil Gaiman has actually worked in TV. He's yes. done. He's he done has movies written. Stuff. He has he has written and directed episodes of Doctor Who. Yeah, he knows he knows how a, how a story structure should work in a visual platform versus a novel or a com or a comic book, which you know like. I heard they're making Sandman into a TV show and that he's going to be part of it. And I'm just like, that sounds awesome. Oh, God, yes. Sign me up. Um, but yeah, so I think that's 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 the linchpin right there, is that he knows how to do that. Um, he understands how pacing works differently in a book versus a TV show. And yeah, I mean, it's just, there's so much about it that's so that's so much fun. Like, I love, one of the things I really enjoyed about it was that both angels and demons are complete douchebags. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only reason... Yeah, like, here they are. They're they're trying to prevent the war. And, you know, like, Gabriel played brilliantly by John Hamm. I fucking love John Hamm. He's like, but, but there has to be a war. Why? Because we have to win. That's, there's got to be a war so we can win. He's like, but there doesn't have to be. But then who's going to win? You know, they can't just let the other side be. And it's just so funny. Yeah. How. It, it Like, the, there's uh What I thought was so fascinating about the plot, the, the plot idea of the show, was that the only reason that Aziraphale and, and, and uh, Crowley want to stop the apocalypse is because they like their, their life on Earth so much. That yeah, they love it. The hu- that humans have created for them their ideal living situation. So brilliant. It's so smart. It's like these otherworldly uh, uh, supernatural characters, supernatural beings, could be so infatuated by what humans do that they would rather be here than in their respective realms. I, that's that to me. It's it's this hopeful, like positive message, and I really enjoyed that. I really, really liked that. 
which seems to be David Tennant's whole like shtick when it comes to doing certain things that I love. Humans are great, except for the few that aren't. But don't. But ignore those ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I just, I, I really, I really like their take on the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. That was super fucking fun. Oh God, yes. I'm gonna fucking say and it. And getting Brian Brian Cox to play death, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna also say that uh I I have a very strong crush on redheads. Well I mean So Yeah. So war was uh was very nice. Very nice. Oh man. I don't know how much more we can actually talk about this show because it's it's we want you it to see it. It would be want- very easy to spoil this show. Yeah, I'm being as very as vague as I can while telling you how much I loved it. So let's get to grades. Let's avoid spoilers. We do have three entire individual stories to talk about here in a second. So why don't you go ahead and go first, Josh? I'm going to give it an A+, plus, man. This thing was pretty much flawless. I loved everything about it. Uh, there was... Not one time that I was dissatisfied or unhappy with anything that was going on. The The dialogue is witty. It's smart. It's, the, it's beautifully shot. The cinematography is great. I love the story structure and how it's told. And it's narrated by, you know, it's narrated by God. So Francis McDormand plays the voice of God. Uh, it's just a lot of fun, and I can't say enough positive things about it. You really, it's one of the best things I've watched, and it's absolutely one of the most fun things I've watched since we've been doing this show, and the almost two years we've been doing it now. So, yeah, uh, a lot of hot praise for me. Definitely, definitely check it out. And, I mean, come on. How many times do you see a fucking car being driven by a demon and it's totally on fire, blaring Bohemian Rhapsody to save the day? That was just awesome. Whoever's genius idea it was to incorporate a lot of Queen into it, you deserve so much. Like, that's not in the book from what I understand. But that works so well with this. Oh yeah, it did. Um, I mirror everything you said. Like, A+, plus, easily, hands down. Um, it is it is hard, genuinely very difficult to find anything bad with this show. Anything. Every actor is top fucking notch, bringing their A game. Even, even the kid actors were great. Yeah. Yeah! Oh my god, which is How nuts! How often do you see kid actors do that well? Oh my god. The, the, oh, fucking every kid. Every kid was good. Even the fucking, like, piece of shit kid. Like, oh my god. Oh, man. If you guys have not watched this yet, seriously, take the fucking time. It is worth the time. If Even if you have to start a free trial of Amazon Prime just to watch this show, fucking do it. It is... Yeah, you could watch one episode in the evening and knock it out in a week. It's six episodes, and it's totally worth it. It's, yeah. I, I yeah I just, I just there's not there's nothing I can say that's not positive about this show I fucking adored it so but we're gonna move on so we so don't spoil it we're gonna go on to Black Mirror season three or season four, five Jesus Christ um mm-hmm. there were three episodes like I like I keep accidentally trying to say um mm-hmm. and we'll go with each one individually um and I don't remember the title of them I just remember the story of them. Uh- I have them right here, okay. actually. So let's go ahead and talk uh, about the first one, which is... Striking Vipers. Striking Vipers, thank you. Um, yes. And we'll give a grade to each one, by the way, Josh, since they're individual episodes. Sure, sure. Um, so, yeah, if you want to give a synopsis for Striking Vipers, would you please? Well, it opens up, uh, you see that there are three friends. They're roommates. They live together. Uh, and. Danny, who is played by Anthony Mackie, has uh, developed a relationship with Theo. And, you know, this is like 11 years prior. And then when they're not spending time together, Danny stays up late at night and plays video games with his best friend, Carl. 
and they're playing a game called Striking Rappers. And then 11 years pass, and it's like Danny's 38th birthday. And he hadn't seen Carl in over a year, hadn't been talking to him much. And he shows up, and he's like, you know, Danny's married. He's got, he and his wife have, you know, a nice house. They've got a son named Tyler. They've got a, a, I guess, you know, pretty successful marriage and everything going on. They're Obviously, they're trying for another baby. But they're having a big barbecue, birthday barbecue. And Carl shows up. And he gives Danny a gift, and it's like Striking Rappers X, the latest game. It just came out, and it uses virtual reality. And this was a nice little nod to the last season because it had one of those little nodes that you put on the side of your head to go into the VR they used on the USS Callister episode. Um, but that's how you entered the game and played it. They weren't actually playing the game using a controller. They were stepping into VR and using their minds and, you know, their bodies just kind of like non-responsive to it. And this is where it gets interesting. <clears throat> interesting is a good word to use because I would. That's fine. Um, well, you're in a virtual reality reality fighting game and uh Danny's using his favorite character Lance you know he's a martial artist patterned after you know your stereotypical martial artist uh user in a game uh bare feet uh you know gi pants and a belt and probably I think he had an open vest maybe or maybe not but you know typical uh typical martial arts fighter in most fighting games and Carl was using a female that he had always been partial to called Roxette or Roxy as they called her and Danny's like is this gonna hurt and then all of a sudden Carl starts kicking the shit at him and he and he starts beating the hell out of him he's like yep that hurts and they're they're receiving the feedback and like their bodies, you know, are reacting in the game like they're bleeding and this and that. But after the rounds, it resets. Their physical bodies aren't feeling it as much as the, but, you know, they're getting the sensation. Well, they're fighting around and all of a sudden, this is where it gets weird as shit. Carl takes his female character and jumps right on top of Danny's male character and proceeds to have sex in VR. And, or, well, actually, no, just kisses him first. <clears throat> He's like, no, this is weird. I gotta go. And they leave. Well, it's like a couple of days later, they go back in their play, and then they do have full-on, like, virtual reality sex with their avatars. And that's where it got really weird. Because it's like, okay, it became an every night thing. And it started to affect their everyday lives. So, yeah, it's it's very odd. I'm just like... So a few things about know, this that drive me absolutely nuts. Did the person who wrote for Big Bang Theory write this? I don't know, because I've never really watched a lot of Big Bang Theory. The joke that I'm like going first... for here, the joke I'm going for, is that the, whoever wrote this does knows nothing of either A, fighting games, or B, um, uh, virtual reality. Uh, I mean, that tends to happen a lot of times when you see video games used in uh, shows. I mean, we've seen it. We, 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 we've seen it, especially, what was that one? Kiss me first. God, that was fucking terrible. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying that that's not the case, Josh. What I'm saying is that that doesn't give this a pass. No, no. It. it I. I disliked this so much watching it. The only redeeming value for me was that uh, Palm. Uh, I can't pronounce her last name. Who plays Mantis in Guardians of the Galaxy Two, and technically yeah. Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, yeah. Um. She's in it, and she's very attractive to me. Uh, so that was the only redeeming value I found in it. Um, yeah. Because it is, to me, one of the worst Black Mirror episodes I've ever watched. 
It was not a good one. I did not enjoy it. I, I, so out of, out of these three episodes in this season, this was the weak one. Like, oh, they're a whole like his his marriage is all broken, and then the other guy like he can't he can't sleep without having virtual sex. Do any of do hey writers of this episode? Do you know how f- programming works? Do you, yeah. do you like you could have added a sentence that would have made it more sensible. I have a mod. Literally, that's it. And it would have made yep. more sense than what you did. Yep. Um, it, it fucking sucks. Sorry. It's, <clears throat> I hated it. It drove me absolutely batshit crazy. They, they don't understand how even fighting games work. Like, it absolutely looked like someone from CSI uh, the TV show or NCIS or what the fuck ever was like, we have a killer and he uses video games. God, man. I was like, this, what happened? Did Black Mirror's fucking quality drop? Because this is terrible. I was so disappointed with this episode. And then the other whoa, underlining whoa. theme of like, are they gay? Do they enjoy each other's, you know, like, are, are they enjoying it in this fashion because they actually love each other in the real world? Please. Give me a goddamn I mean, it's 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 written by the guy who's wrote who's written every episode. I, I saw that. So, and it, I, I except what? for the last episode of season one, he didn't write that one, but well, he's written every other. They're also all directed by different people. So even if it is this is true, even if it is written by him, the director can always kind of change dialogue or add dialogue or things like that to make things seem better or flow better. So, yeah. as he did write it, and I'm sure he wrote a decent outline for where, where the script was supposed to go, um, this was bad. <laughs> this was just bad. It, it, it wasn't good, no. The other thing I have to point out about Black Mirror is the idea is it's always supposed to have this, like, terrifying visage of technology gone wrong. This is not mm-hmm. it. Well, I mean... I get where they were trying to make it where it was like, oh, you know, you're you're stepping outside the confidence of your marriage and having an illicit relationship outside of your marriage via technology. And uh, one of the things I, Misty and I watched it together and I looked at her and I was like, you know, she established early on the first scene of this fucking episode. You know, he plays like, you know, he's hitting on her. And she's like, you know what? I like that roleplay shit. That got me hot. It's like, okay. Then later she's complaining that there's no spark in the bedroom. It's boring. Why didn't he just show her the game, get her a controller, and let him get down like that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a, okay. there's, there's a lot of what the fuck in this. And then the ending is so bad. Like, I was like... Oh, God, I hated that so much. Oh, fucking Christ. Like, honestly, if you're on the fence about watching this episode, I hope we've taken you to the side of not watching it. Yeah, you can skip this one, because the beauty about Black Mirror is every episode is its own standalone anthology. It doesn't have to tie into anything else. There are little nods to other episodes, like in this, the the VR node that they use on their heads, that was used last season. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, other than that, this, was, uh, this one was a stinking viper. Dude. Let's go ahead and give a grade. <laughs> uh, you, well, you go first since I went D, first last time. D minus. I was gonna say D minus myself. So yeah, it's it's bad. Yeah. It's not good at all. I it, like there was a lot like there's a lot of context into into how they write the story that I'm just like it's so poorly structured in how to add video games into a story. Like this mm-hmm. this is this is a textbook. Don't do this. shit. So anyway, so let's move on to the next one, um, which I don't. Yeah, remember. there's there's not much to say other than it's just bad. It's just bad. Even we kind of covered the performances. <laughs> the the actors, you know, did fine with their performances. Yeah, that's true. Before. That's there's true. nothing against the actors and nothing against the cinematography or anything. It's just the story itself is that fucking bad. Yep. Um. All right. Yeah. So the next one, so, I don't remember the title of it. 
I, I do. I got it right here. The next one is called Smithereens. That's right. Yeah. Uh, starts out, there's this guy. He's he's like an Uber driver. His name's Chris. But, of course, you know they don't use actual real apps or things in the show. So, this app's called Hitcher. Uh, so, he, he's a Hitcher driver. And after, you know... Every day he gets done, he goes to a group therapy session. Um, and you know, this one, this one, uh, this is interesting. Like after, after a therapy session, there's this woman there. She finally opened up and how she's just so devastated about her daughter's suicide from 18 months prior. And she's obsessed with trying to find out why her daughter did it. And she's like, you know, the last time I talked to her, she was so happy. She was just so happy. Why did she do this? Was it something I did? Was it something I said? You know, why did she choose this way out while she was at university? Why couldn't, why did she not come to me? And she knew that her daughter had this uh, profile on this social media platform similar to Facebook called Persona. And every day, she had three login attempts trying to guess a password. And she had a notebook, a very thick notebook. And she would try her next three guesses, and then, boom, be locked out. And she had an alarm set 24 hours later. You know, well, she she opens up to Chris and, you know, asks him out for a drink. And the next thing you know, he's at her house, you know, and they have sex and... You know, he listens to her plot, and it, it seems like he, you know, genuinely feels for her, you know, because she's she's obviously suffering with grief. And now, Chris, he's his his hitcher uh, rides. He picks up in the same area every day. He's pretty much sitting in the same place every day, and it's right outside of this social media company, their uh, office building called Smithereen. They're like Twitter. Yeah, yeah. And one day, uh, after he he's picked up several people, and he's like, do you work there in that building? And they're like, oh, no, no. One day, he picks up a guy. He's like, you work there? He's like, yeah. And that's where this one gets really, really interesting. Um, Again, interesting is not the word I would use. Okay. Uh so Chris is, you know, he's supposed to be taking this passenger named Jaden to an airport. And he's like, hey, uh, it looks like we've got an accident up ahead. Is it all right if I reroute us? This way's quicker anyway. It's, he's like, yeah, no problem. He's like, okay, it's just going to get a little windy. I was just letting you know. And the guy's, you know, like looking at his phone or whatever, so he's not paying attention. Chris takes him on some back roads and then takes him to this bridge under, you know, next to another car and pulls a gun on the guy. He's like, get out. Puts him in the other car, puts a hood on him, ties his hands together, and he's taking him hostage. Well, some cops spot Jaden in the back seat and begin to follow him, and now he's in a pursuit. And he dodges some kids in a road trying to get away and messes his car up by going into a field. Um... Now, there's a reason for him doing this, and you find out it's because he just wants to talk to the CEO of Smithereen. He wants to talk to the creator, and that was uh, played by Topher Grace, actually, yeah. Billy Bauer. It's, it's nice to see Topher Grace doing something again. You know, I, I like Topher Grace. Yeah, I just wish it was in something a hell of a lot better than this thing. Really? I really enjoyed this episode. Not, I thought it was very emotionally charged. I, uh, tragic backstory. That's fine. That part doesn't bother me. What bothers me is the quote-unquote message. Again, Black Mirror is about technology gone awry. So was it mm -hmm. to, was it to say... Oh, this is kind of how Uber could potentially go awry? Uber and Lyft? Oh, because there could be a guy that will hold a gun to you? Was it to say, oh, you know, maybe we're on social media too much. 
Was that? I it? think it was more. I think it was more of that because you know he's talking about spoiler alert. What happens was he's also been racked with guilt for three years because he was continually on persona all the time looking at it. Every time he got no, an no, alert. No, he was on Smithereens. He wasn't on Persona. That's, oh, that's why he wanted or, to call it with yeah, that. Yeah, my bad. My bad, Smithereen. My bad, yes. Um, And he and his he and his fiance at the time, they were traveling home from his mom's. Uh, and he got an alert. She was asleep. He looked down at his phone. Next thing you know, he got careened into by a drunk driver. Now, of course, the police said it was the drunk driver's fault, but he's like, I wasn't looking at the road. It was my fault. It's just as much my fault. It was all my fault. He's wrecked with the guilt over her death, and it took her like two months to die. He just wanted to speak to the CEO to let him know. He's like, hey, do you know how addictive you've made your technology, your algorithms, your updates, what they do? This is some user feedback, and that's all he wanted to do. Man, I'm, I'm getting a headache from rolling my eyes guy. so hard. You know, I mean, it's elaborate, but, you know, you always see, hey, don't text and drive, don't text and drive. This is basically an hour long, uh-huh. an hour and 10 minute, hour and 10 minute long, don't text and drive uh, endorsement. And that's, to me, that's not what Black Mirror is supposed to do. It is supposed to kind of frighten you about technology a little bit. This didn't frighten me. This was, it seemed like this was written by a dad who, whose teenager is just getting his license. And they're like, hey, watch this. Watch this thing. I could not, like, I was so mad about that ending. I was so annoyed by that. I was like, this, is, this whole story is soured because of that. Yeah, in the, in the, in the end, um, I'm talking you know, about the reveal, the reveal of Walter. Yeah. In the end, when he's talking to him, he's just, he's like, is there anything I can do for you? He's like, I feel terrible about this. You know, is there, and he's like, genuinely feels bad for this guy. He's like, you've obviously suffered. I don't know what you want me to say. I don't know what to do. Is there anything I can do? And he's like, do you know the people that run Persona? He's like, oh, I know Curtis. And he said, do this for me. And all of a sudden, the people from Persona call and give the lady that he had the encounter with her daughter's login information so she can get into the inbox and get answers, hopefully, for why her daughter did that. That's another thing that bothered me quite a bit about this is, like, if you're using Persona as your fake Facebook, you would know that there's, there's no reason for her to need to log into her daughter's account to get that information. There's no reason for that. It doesn't make sense to me that if you know how Facebook works, which clearly the writers didn't, then you wouldn't need to do that. You could look at all the posts that she's ever made publicly. I mean, you know, she's talking about how this app has a private inbox, and that's what she was wanting to see. And she Again, said, rolling my eyes. I, I can't. Like, you know, I, I understand where you're coming from. I'm just saying this also, is the way the story laid it out. I don't know if you know this, but when somebody commits suicide, the police do an extensive search on that person's social media. So the police could have then found out how she did it or why she did it if she left a note that way. Like, all of that exists in today's world. And if this takes place in the future, which I'm supposing it does... Um, what the fuck was any of that? They would have had their answer. Man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Look, I, this wasn't this this wasn't the strongest episode, like structurally, but emotionally, it was very well handled. I thought. I, I mean, I, I guess I, I guess I understand where you're coming from. If if this was written a little bit differently, a little bit better. And more in the terms, uh, less of a Black Mirror episode and more of like maybe a, a film, an hour and 30 minute film about this guy going through this kind of grief. I would have been okay with it. But like if he had shown that at the beginning, if the audience knew the entire time why his guilt existed, the fucking reveal at the end wouldn't have f- seemed so like, 
okay, Dad, I'll put my fucking phone down. Like, it just came across as very pretentious. Especially the very end-end, where it was like, this guy went through a bunch of shit, and he's just a blip on everyone's phones. Okay, cool. Do, hey, writers of Black Mirror, do you want me to put my phone down? I don't, under, I don't understand. Like, I, what the fuck? I, I just... Didn't like it. <laughs> Obviously. Very annoying. I mean, I thought it, I thought it, you know, for the story structure, it, it, there are things that could have been explained or handled better, I admit. As for the emotional impact of impactness of it, you know, for me, uh, I enjoyed it. So I'm going to give it a B. Wow, uh, we uh, saw this completely differently. This is a solid D. The only thing that has any redeeming value is that everyone is a really fucking good actor. Oh yeah, the 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 main guy, uh, his name escapes me, Andrew Scott, I do believe. He played Moriarty on the Sherlock series. Uh, with Benedict Cumberbatch, so you know he's awesome. He plays psychopath well. I, I yeah, I, that's another thing that bothered, like I would just throw this out there. Like hostage situations like that usually don't involve the FBI, especially if it's not in their goddamn country. Yeah, like I said, certain things could be structurally done better. Just, I'm just, just I'm just. Gauging it on the emotional impact, like I said. I know, I know. I I just have a really, really, really hard time with it because it just it was so so poorly done. I just it could have been done so much better, so much uh, nicer and more concise. But instead, they just I don't know, man. They tried to fucking M Night Shyamalan it, and it didn't work. Anyway, but let's let's go ahead and move on to the next one because we're. Just beating this dead horse over here, so. <laughs> well, this last one, uh, it was called, hold on. It was called Rachel Jack and Ashley 2. And Rachel and Jack are sisters who live with their father after their mother's death. And Rachel gets an artificial intelligence doll called Ashley 2, designed after her favorite pop star, Ashley O, portrayed by Miley Cyrus. Um, and it's kind of like told from two different sides. You see, you see Rachel and her family on one side, like Rachel struggling to fit in at school, and like just opening up to this artificial intelligence doll and confiding in it and thinking that it's like her actual real friend. And on the other side, you see Ashley O, Miley Cyrus's character, um, just how her life is not all fucking lollipops and unicorns like it's made out to be, and how she has a tyrant of a manager who is her actual aunt. And her entourage, uh, people she can't fucking stand that are assigned to her 24-7. What are your thoughts on this? Um, it started off interesting. It started off like, I was like, oh, how is this going to go bad? Like, how is this going to, going to take its, you know, its, its cool turn into the terrifying realm? And then it didn't, it, it did a 180 on me and went fucking hilarious. <laughs> Dude, I thought this one was slow as shit until it got to that point where it went hilarious and then it was awesome. Yeah, that's, no, exactly. Like, uh, like that's honestly, this is the most. This is the best episode of the entire season. Hands down. I agree. I agree. It uh, really was. Yeah, fucking Miley Cyrus. Like she plays. She kicked her its ass. Yeah, she did a really good job. Um, didn't know she could act. Do now. <laughs> well, I mean, that's basically how she got her start, wasn't she? Hannah Montana, like fifteen years ago, or I some mean, shit. And you could argue that in Hannah Montana, she's not a good actress. So there's that. I never watched an episode, but I mean, she's got more fucking you know, experience doing it than I do. So, hey, she's got credits. I don't. <laughs> True. Um, 
But no, no, she did a good job. I mean, you well, know, and just, I guess the show was also structured very well. Like it was like, you know, yeah. uh, uh, Rachel and Jack were not in the best frame of mind because they, you know, they had lost their mom a while ago and they seem to still be getting over it and using yeah. and using various musical things to cope with that. Also having yeah. a relatively absent father. Like yeah, not really he's trying to get this business off the ground. Humane mouse control, you know, and trying to be a pest control guy without killing the rodents. So I yeah. mean that was But then you But had, it like, was interesting because, you know, his invention comes into play for a a, a key moment. Yeah. Then you have the like the girl that like or the not the girl yeah, you have Miley Cyrus's character who's dealing with her own type of depression. And I was like, oh, this is a nice little juxtaposition. A, a family who, they're dealing with depression, but in a different way than she's dealing with, even though she has, like, all the money in the fucking world, apparently. Um, yeah. There was... She she wants her musical career to go differently. She wants to be out from under her aunt's thumb because she feels, oh, you control my entire look, my sound, my style, my whole brand, and it's not fair. And her aunt's like, well, you know you're under contract until your 25th birthday, so I can control this shit. Yeah, it, was, it, and, was, it was just a nice, like, like, I liked where that where that structure was going. The yeah. fucking 180 with the comedy, like, that surprised the hell that out of That was awesome. Uh, okay, so, basically, they had been drugging her, and she had been... Like not taking the pills and had been hiding them, and she had a journal and everything, recorded conversations, and she was going to use all this shit as evidence against her aunt so she could get out of the contract. And her aunt turned the tables on her and had the pills ground up and put in her food, and it put her into a coma. And she was in a coma for quite a while. So this is where the technology thing comes into play. They are using technology to scan her brain and extract the songs from her brain because she always said she they come to her in her dreams. So they kept her in a... They forced her into a coma and kept her there for months and months and months just so they could get a new album. And then they had this program that was a holographic projection and some girl in a full, you know, mocap suit so they could have... A, hologra- a holographic virtual Ashley O perform. What now, I- all these AI dolls, Rachel and Jack find out, because the one started glitching out that they had, that there was a limiter on it. They deleted the limiter. Now, before you continue, boom. before you continue, something, yes. something about this, about the Ashley 2 doll doing that, what I love, was there were, leading up to that, there was a bunch of, like, clues to it happen yeah uh one of the girls like the day that she goes into the coma one of the girls was like i had to i had to like take the batteries out of my ashley O because she started freaking out when she heard the news i was like oh man that's some good foreshadowing and then uh but i did like here's the thing the freaking out thing i thought was like gonna be like a child's play kind of thing um so that's where my mind was going and then the the news broadcast was like uh, they that they um recalled all the Ashley two dolls and and disassembled mm-hmm. them and I was like, this is it. Where's this going? Like, is it going to become mm-hmm. a horror story? The f- I completely blindsided by this next part you're about to tell. Yeah, yeah. So when when Ashley and Jack remove the limiter, she becomes self aware, and now she's plugged into a charging cable, which is plugged into the PC, so they can do diagnostics. All of a sudden, you got this doll in Miley Cyrus's voice. Oh my God! Get this cable out of my asshole right now! Why is my asshole tethered to a wall? It's just oh, so funny. And yeah. she reveals get oh, this cable well, out of my ass. they yeah. She reveals that well, instead of just programming it with sound bites, they just actually scanned and took. A whole scan, a download of my entire brain. So this is me. Yep, it was her entire conscience. I loved that idea. Up to up to a point, yeah. Well, the limiter is what made her basically talk like she was impressed. Junkets taking the yeah. limiter off was her brain. Yeah, her, like that. That's and that they even exemplify, exemplify <sighs> this later 
when they're in the truck with Ashley O. Like, they get her out of a coma, it's a whole thing, it's hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. But they're in the truck, and they're heading to a location. Whenever a question is asked to Ashley, they both answer the exact same. Oh, um, yeah. And then there's a point where she's like, she's like, <laughs> she asks about a venue, and she's like, it sucked, right? <laughs> what do you think of the acoustics? Oh, they were terrible. I know, right? Yeah. God, it was so fucking funny. I was like, I could yeah, watch, it was. I could watch the whole that- movie of this. Yeah, that that was when it really got good when the AI was fully unleashed and the rescue happens. That was this one was really enjoyable. I, I liked fun. it the most out of the three. Which and is- the thing is, it was a very slow build to that though. For like the first forty minutes, yeah, I was kind of bored with it. It's like I was telling Misty, it's like, man, this thing is not really engaging at all. I'm not feeling it. I hope something happens soon. And like two minutes later, boom, it did. It's like, hell yeah, here we go. Yeah, I felt like the, like, I honestly feel like, because it's only an hour long, that, that the, the percentage of build-up to the percentage of the payoff, the payoff didn't seem as long, and I, I wish we could have seen a little bit more into that. Like, if this yeah. was an hour and a half, I would have been fucking delighted. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, there's, like, just just the idea of watching... Uh, fucking watching like Ashley O and Ashley Two interact with one another, like that's the kind of stuff I really would have liked to see. Um, mm-hmm. But man, like I was, I I was really surprised by this. So, uh, but let's go ahead and give it a grade, Josh. Uh, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna give this one an A. It was easily the best episode of the three. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. It was a lot of fun. Uh, once you get there. The the first two thirds of it is a slow build, but it's a good story and it's a nice it does a nice way of mirroring one family versus the other. You know, look the family that has it all, miserable. The family who lost their mom, miserable, you know, and the way they deal with the depression and everything. But then when it all comes together and those worlds merge, man, that's when it really gets fun. Uh it's well acted. Uh, kudos to Molly Cyrus, man. And hey, at the end, that fucking her punk cover of Head Like a Hole, fuck yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if there's one thing like I knew about Miley Cyrus is that she's a, she's a really good singer. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm never, ever going to discount that girl's talent because she can sing her ass off. It's just not my kind of music, you know? Um, which I thought was very funny because there's these two big, huge, diehard Ashley O'Heads at the end of they go to see her and they see her break out into this head like a hole and they run out and it's like, oh, that's terrible. Oh my God. You know, that was funny as shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, dude. Yeah. You know what? I, I think, uh, I was debating between an A or an A minus because of how much we get with the Ashley O and Ashley two together. (laughs) Uh, versus where I feel like that could have been a more part of it, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm gonna give it an A. I'm gonna give it an A. It's it's a lot of fun. I don't feel that the pacing in the beginning is as boring as you felt it was, uh, but it is it is a little bit slower than everything else. Oh, I didn't find it boring. I just didn't think it was as engaging. Oh, we're gonna fire. I mean, I was I wasn't distracted. I was just like waiting for it to pick up. Yeah, it hadn't quite hooked me yet. Well, yeah, so um, now that we've talked about all three, uh, what would you say you give this season? C. C? I mean, as good as that one was, and as much as I enjoyed the second one, the first episode was so bad it pulls it down that much. See, I, I the first two, the first two episodes are so awful to me that... This whole season gets a solid D, D plus. I'm gonna give it a D plus. Um, like the Ashley O thing is really good, and I highly recommend seeing it. It's very fun. Uh, but the whole season gets a solid, gets a D plus because I, I just it, it's, it's definitely weaker than last season. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was about time that we get a very uh, mass season of Black Mirror, like. Is bound to happen, but 
Man, and I was, if you couple if you couple Bandersnatch in with this, does it raise your grade any? No, Bandersnatch was not good. I didn't enjoy Bandersnatch. Um, I like the I concept. It, I like the concept. I like the concept, but I thought it was weak as fuck. Yeah, it's poorly executed. Very poorly executed. Because um, there's real, and uh, the whole thing is there really was no. Oh, it's a choose your own adventure path, but if you chose the wrong path, you were forced to go back. So it's not like you chose shit. Right. You know. Right. And I know there were like 15 different endings, but after I saw the, I, I watched it and then I did again from a certain point. I was like, okay, that's enough. I don't give a fuck about the other 13 endings because it's not worth my time sitting through to figure this shit out. Yeah. It just wasn't good. So Yeah. If you add Bandersnatch into the mix, because it was originally intended to be part of Season 5, it gets a full-on fucking D for the season. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I agree, man. I agree. It's... it's. So... Yeah. I, I, last last season was really fucking strong. Really? Get back was, to that. Yeah. yeah. We reviewed Get back it. back to late. that. Did we review it? We did. Yeah. And we did like 10 minutes per episode, you know, of the seven episodes, so we had a bit of a longer show. And there were four of them that were, you know, really fucking solid that I felt. And I think you had uh, three or four that you felt were really solid. And some of ours didn't match up at all. You know, so yeah. that was, you know, it's it's a wide variety. But, yeah, man, get back to what you're good at, Black Mirror. Yeah, make me this terrified season, of technology. This season was not as good. Well, people go like, well, what... What about virtual reality? Like, have they ever done virtual reality in a good way? Because people are arguing that this new season is good. U- USS Callister. Not only USS Callister, but the the uh, uh, horror themed one um, with the guy that that accidentally dies while in VR while testing a new game. Which one was that? I don't. Was really... that last season or was it a season before? It might have been the season before. Because I've only seen last season. You only seen last season? Season so, four and five is the only two I've seen. So the general idea is that they, um, uh, the the this guy is in a uh, he's he's basically being a tester because he he doesn't have a job, so he's looking for ways to make money. And he goes to this building where they're using an experimental way to do VR, and they test it out initially, and they have like a little cute pet in front of him, and he plays with it, and then they're like, okay, so we're gonna send you into this thing, and we want you we want you know, you to tell us if you see anything weird or anything like that. He gets there, and the game starts using his own memories and consciousness to terrify him in a horror game sense of uh, sensibility. But he doesn't realize this and freaks the fuck out. He's having such a panic attack that they need to take him out of the game. Um, and uh, when they do, he's you know he's he seems to be fine. He's like, oh my god, that was ter-, like never again kind of thing. And uh, and then it's like, oh, I won't spoil the ending. I won't spoil the reveal, but definitely go watch that one. Because that was probably my favorite way that they've done VR. So it's just, it's like, this was the weakest VR sens- sensibility I've ever seen by far. Yeah, yeah. So. All right, well, I think that's going to do it for us, Josh. Uh, uh, that was some good discussion, not going to lie. Um yeah, guys, definitely, like, regardless of anything we said about Black Mirror, go check out oh, Good Omens. I cannot, cannot recommend it enough. Um, and we purposely didn't spoil anything about it because it's just that damn good. Yeah. Uh, Black I, I, Mirror, these were easily, to, you know, easy to spoil because it wasn't that damn good. <laughs> um, next week... Uh, we are going to be talking... Next talk- week is uninhibited. Uninhibited, thank you. Why do I do that? Every time. I don't know. Uh, but ne- on the 28th... <laughs> we're going to talk about Jessica Jones Season 3 and Dark Season 2, which Dark Season 2, Josh and I have been very excited about, so... Absolutely. Um, because that's been one of my top five favorite things I have watched since we've been doing this show. It was... A, I think it's because it was, a, it was such a surprise. It was such a... It was such a nice, like, oh, we're that, like, this is where the story goes. So it was, it was so rad. And it's like, like we said on, um, uh, and they've established that this is part two of a trilogy. So there is going to be a season three. That's awesome. Uh, well, it's like you and I said on the, um, uh, 
your your podcast, MS uh, Mistress Jesus Christ, Masterpiece Shippies Theater. Um, like when you watch it, we highly recommend watching it in German. If you are somebody who can't stand subtitles, um, and you want to watch it dubbed, it does have a dub, except it's bad. Um, but it's not so bad that it will ruin your your experience because I watched it dubbed while Josh watched it subtitled, and we both absolutely fucking adored it. So, like, if that if that tells you what kind of quality of show you're getting, regardless of bad dubbing, like, still watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're gonna talk season two next next uh, next episode. And by that I mean the next review episode. I said I tried to, I tried to change it. Um, and Jessica Jones season three, which is going to be the last season they're doing, uh, due to the, the fact last, that the last Marvel show. Yep. Yep. Uh, but it's also, what's nice is that they structured the show to end Jessica Jones, story. So that's what they say anyway. Uh, it is Marvel. You know, we know how they work. Uh, well, we'll, we'll see. I, I, I hope it's an actual like definitive. I really, because that would, that would be nice considering, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, guys, so that's going to do it for us. Uh, really appreciate you guys listening. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm looking at my notes. Uh, Josh, where can I find you? Uh, you can find me a little bit of everywhere. Uh, you can find me uh, on my Facebook. I have a public profile. So if you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram or anything like that, there's links to my social media profiles there. Easiest way to find me. You can also catch me uh, not only on here every Friday, but every Friday night on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel on a show that airs at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time called MPSP Theater, where me and my friends discuss the uh, current uh, things that are current news topics in all aspects of pop culture, video games, movies, TV shows, uh, a little bit of toy talk every now and then, but not so much. And, you know, usually a little discussion tacked on at the end. Uh, but, you know, we always have a good time, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, you should check it out. We're going to have a loaded show tonight. That's for damn sure with all the news coming out of E3 this week and everything. But, uh, yeah, that's that's me. What about you, Greg? Uh, you can find me just about literally anywhere. Um, if you search uh, on uh, like Google Chub Rock Geek, you'll find my Twitter, my Instagram, my Facebook, my Twitch, my uh, the other podcasts I do with Mission Start, the other stuff, the reviews I've done in the past. Um, I like it's 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 all there. Just search Chub Rock Geek. Um, that being said, um, I do do a podcast with my buddy Anthony called Mission Start Podcast. We talk about gaming news. Over the past four days, we've had four episodes where we've discussed everything E3. Um, it's been exhausting, but that's E3 for you. Um, I'm very excited about a lot of upcoming games. Very excited. Nintendo fucking killed it. Uh, Nintendo and Microsoft killed it. Um, I think. Well, that I didn't. I didn't see the Microsoft presser because I was actually traveling back from Skullfest that day. Oh, okay. It's, and I didn't get home until like almost nine o'clock. They showed but off. I hear, I hear uh, they did a pretty bang up job too. Yeah, they they showed off a lot of a lot of new games coming out. Um, but one of the things that they did that I thought was so important to do was how the Game Pass Ultimate is a thing, and it, it combines your Xbox Live Gold and your Game Pass into one thing. Um, and this allows you to, uh, um. Uh, Essentially, pay less for both system for both things, and uh, every first party title that they showed off at the conference is going to be on Game Pass. So, if you wanted to oh. play all the Gears of War games to catch up to five, they're all on Game Pass, and then five will come out on Game Pass. So, realistically, because of the system I have, because of having Game Pass Ultimate, I won't have to buy. Gears Five. I just have to download and play it. Nice. So there's there's like there's that there's the fact that they, um, they really give a shit about the the Xbox just being about games. 
they clearly give a shit about that. So there's there's a lot of neat stuff from Microsoft. I would say that they like like I said, Microsoft and Nintendo did outstanding jobs. And the other conference, aside from obviously the um, Devolver Digital one, uh, the only other one that a video thing that I would say was outstanding is um, kind of funny is uh, Indie Game Showcase. Mm-hmm. Because they just showed off games with like tiny little comedy vignettes between, and I say tiny as in like less than a minute, and then it was just game, game, game. And as as you know, as as well as I know, indie games are a massive, massive thing nowadays. Oh yeah. So, um, but yeah, I uh, we t- like I said, you know, all of that's going to be on our YouTube channel. Currently, all of the coverage of the conferences from Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday are on. The YouTube channel as of right now. So if you search mission start, mission underscore start on YouTube. Oh no, no, it's mission start tubes. My bad. That's, that's what it is on YouTube. Mission start tubes. Um, you can find all those videos where we discuss it. Um, if that's something you want to do, but I think that's going to do it for us as this is not a video game podcast and I'm just talking about fucking E3. Uh, but yeah, guys, um, go check out our other podcast, check out other episodes. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, hanging out with us every week. Uh, Josh and I will be back tomorrow, or not tomorrow, sorry. We'll be back next week with another episode of Uninhibited. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's going to be it for us. Anything else, Josh, that I might have missed? No, you're good. All right. Well, guys, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Take care, everybody.